Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Big Fat Truth Podcast. I'm Janina, your average fat girl. If you're new to this podcast, well, I do not launch factual truth bombs here. I am simply big and fat and I share my truth. I really hope you stay and listen. <laughs> so, here in Manila, we are still on enhanced community quarantine, ECQ, and to be honest, I lost count how many days it has been, maybe 55 or something, but I am finding that people are starting to adjust and accept this current situation. Maybe that's why I kind of lost count already. Um, yeah, a lot of the service-driven companies are offering deliveries and takeouts, DIY kits, you know, even the dermatology clinic that I frequent has kits now. <laughs> and. Um, it comes with an online consultation, you know, if that's your priority and if it's your thing, yeah, and um, other services like that. And you know what? I want to get into the quote-unquote new norm and I want to embrace this too because it's been driving me crazy as I told you before. But let's face it, even if the quarantine gets lifted anytime soon... Uh, many of us, especially who, um, for us who can work from home, if we can still stay home, I think we should. I mean, um, it makes sense, right? It, it it makes sense. The enemy is COVID nineteen, and it's not going anywhere unless we find a vaccine against it or we acquire amazing herd immunity. But until we're sure, I think I'm sheltering in, as they say, <laughs> and. I might stick around our home for a while. <laughs> and actually, I was just talking to a friend last night and he said that if the quarantine gets lifted soon, he feels like he still has a lot of things he'd want to stay home for. Like, he, um, he still has a lot of projects on his if only I had time checklist like all of us do. <laughs> and to be honest, I've jumped into the bandwagon as well. And this lockdown period, okay, with no shame, has I got myself into cooking <laughs> and a little bit of baking. Um, really, it's um it's funny how easy it is for me to pick up new hobbies. I am what you can call a serial hobbyist. If you will. I don't know if you're familiar with the term. But yeah, you know the feeling like you know a lot of things. But you're not really good at anything. You're not an expert at anything. But yeah, that's how that's how I am. And that's how I feel like I have spent a lot of my extra time um, jumping from one hobby to another. And I've tried so many things over the years. And it's... It's not like I don't try my best because really, sometimes if I get into something, I go all in. But nothing really sticks with me for the long haul. I don't know why, but <laughs> yeah, even even at a young age, I think, um, early age, like seven, when I was in the first grade, I was part of the art club, would you believe? <laughs> I mean, if you see my drawings. Um You'd know why it's funny. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we do drawings and paintings. And there were a lot of cutting and gluing involved. And I had a lot of fun. 
my mom even kept some of my works. Like I said, they're not good, but <laughs> it was an amazing outlet. If I remember it correctly, it was every Friday. Um, we'd ha- we'd spend like an hour doing art projects, and <laughs> yeah, it was it was a good way to spend my time then. And then um, I also picked up on collecting stickers and stationeries around maybe the third grade. I have a dozen sticker books and tubs of stationeries. I enjoy shopping for them. My mom and I used to go to Divisoria DV for those who are familiar to just look for the most unique ones, you know, that I can bring to school and show off to my classmates. It was exciting because we also traded and we used them for passing notes in class and <laughs> designing our notebooks and even sneak in a sticker um, on our homeworks <laughs> if, if the teacher will allow it. And yeah, um, actually my friend Jai, when she was last here at my place, she unearthed some of my sticker books stowed away here in the house. And those were good, colorful times. And now whenever I need a sticker, I'd know where to look, right? Because I still kept those from years and years ago. <laughs> Let's not be specific with the year, but yeah. And um, would you believe when I reached my teens, it was it was the sixth grade. Because in my school, it was up to the seventh grade anyway. Um, a friend dragged me into tryouts and I got into basketball. I mean, I actually played varsity basketball for two years. That's why I remember it was in the sixth grade. Um, yeah, loved the energy. Our coaches back then were tough. I mean, shout out to Miss Magna and Coach Mark. <laughs> Damn, I really learned from them and... You know, I wasn't any good, but coming from like zero knowledge on how to play, um, well, beyond from what we learned in PE, <laughs> I really improved from them. Those guys were the best. My teammates were the best and the best. <laughs> and the intercollegiate games were a natural high, of course. Um, even though I was mostly sitting on the bench, let's face it, <laughs> but... Still fun times, you know, going into other schools and seeing how they played and how their school looks like. And we'd go home like winners and champions and it was fun, even though I really didn't contribute that much. (laughs) Yeah, and um, there were small things like doing interior design, aka summer spent make over making over my room and upcycling old furniture and trinkets and doing DIY crafts at home then <laughs> I got into paper wall art I used to spend hours and hours on Pinterest to just research on those and copy projects and I went all out on good paper <laughs> and stuff so my room was filled with these paper wall arts that um, I made and it, it was fun you know I really enjoyed it but um, the latter part were just filled with unfinished projects and it, it died down like any other thing <laughs> that I did so um, 
yeah, so I also got into reading, which was, of course, ignited by the Harry Potter series. I mean, who did not get hooked with that, right? And then got into Nicholas Sparks, like The Notebook and Dear John, all that jazz. And then Mitch Album, of course, and then to Stephen King and, you know, all the famous authors during that time, you know, it, they were easy reads and I got into it. And then, yeah, the usual. <laughs> but that also died down because I cannot focus like that anymore. I don't, I can't just sit down and read a book now. But yeah, I enjoyed that for a time. And then there's another phase um, when I got into investing in trading i was adulting at that time and i was trying to get a hold of my finances <laughs> yeah i spent hours on investagrams if you know the app um yeah i bought a book called the trading code i i read about it and i had discussions with other traders and my financial advisor even my other office mates i actually learned a thing or two you know and if you're interested um, on trading, shout out to my friend from the Trading and Everything podcast. They also have a YouTube channel called Soral Trading. Yeah, check that out um, <laughs> if that's your thing now. Uh, yeah, then when Drew and I, um, my husband Drew and I started dating, we got into wakeboarding, you know. <laughs> and like I told you before, I was a nurse and the hospital where I used to work was only 15 minutes away from a wake park and at first I just it was new it was a new park and I just wanted to try you know how how it would be like so um like I've said I'm a big girl and I'm not sure if I could do something extreme like wakeboarding so what happened was um, we didn't learn how to ride the first time we tried it. So it was so frustrating and we couldn't stand up and my arms hurt and my legs hurt. And, you know, it, it literally motivated me to try again. And I really, really, really wanted to learn. And I wanted to show like the other guys that even though I'm big, I can do it. <laughs> and so, so, of course, we went back and eventually learned and inevitably got hooked um, so after a few sessions we started looking into buying our own gear and we got the basics like the helmet life, ve life vest and the bindings and then the board and then we spent like a fair amount of money <laughs> doing that so we really got into it for a couple of years and we still have our gear until now. Um, even our prenuptial photo shoot, photo shoot, photo shoot and video has a few clips of us riding just back in February of this year. So it's a hobby, and you can't unlearn riding, right? So <laughs> whenever we have time, whenever we want, or a friend would ask, we still do it. Um, we do it with them. So. We also got into vaping together and Drew got into vlogging. <laughs> so, shout out to his YouTube channel, Maximum Drew. <laughs> um, yeah, it was fun times. And then there was 
bullet journaling it became um it became a big thing a few years ago and i got into that too i even tried learning a little bit of calligraphy and a little bit of drawing just to up my bullet journal game i got one of the best notebooks a dotted loistrum 1917 i don't know if i pronounced that right but um it was a choice between that or a hobonichi if you are familiar you know those were good notebooks anyway shout out to those who knows <laughs> these things and how expensive they are and of course i had to get the best pen sets and washi tapes and stamps and Oh my goodness, our home office looks like an art supply store because of my bullet journaling face because <laughs> I still kept a lot of the materials and stuff. <laughs> so yeah, it was that was fun. I go I usually go all out and like I said in the beginning, now I'm into cooking and baking and I have a list of things I want to buy like Dutch ovens and cast iron skillets and an offset spatula <laughs> and hand mixer my goodness that the gonna coffee will break my arm off because i really liked it and i've been trying to do it every day but i can't do the foam every day <laughs> but if i'm being honest i want one of them shiny ass kitchenaids <laughs> but thank goodness i can't get my hands on those things right now because i would have bought them already and I'm using stuff like cumin and cayenne pepper and I have contributed hundreds of views for Tasty and Bon Appetit on YouTube and <laughs> shout out to Benjamin TV. I mean, I have been subscribed to those channels for years, but I'm only trying most of their recipes now, even with Laura Vitali. <laughs> Laura Vitali. I mean, she's funny. It's been fun, you know. It keeps my mind off the stress and anxiety that this pandemic has brought. And to be honest, I still have downtime, but I usually just open YouTube and watch cooking videos and I start getting excited about what I'll try next and <laughs> even just this morning I baked cookies and my dad loved them. I don't know for some reason and he- It's a high, you know, just making something good out of nothing and starting new things. So, yeah, if you if you can and you have the time or you can make time, pick up a hobby or go back to the hobby that you used to love and spend hours and hours doing, you know. It doesn't have to be expensive like wakeboarding and bullet journaling and stuff like that. But, Um it also doesn't have to be an outdoor activity it can be yoga or learning a new language working out photography or um learning how to play an instrument or heck starting a podcast like me <laughs> you can check um anchor.fm and they will have everything you need to start a podcast just do it i encourage you to channel your energy into beauty and art and self-improvement and productivity and yeah let's do our best and use this time for for that and <laughs> let me know what you end up doing you know you can tweet me at underscore the big fat truth or 
you can leave me a message at anchor.fm forward slash the big fat truth and I can even play that on the next podcast <laughs> um yeah I would also like to thank those who have been listening since episode one and to you who made it this far um I really really appreciate your time thank you for listening um it's been fun and this has been another episode of the big fat truth this is Janina catch you on the next one bye